Yo, yo, it's good. Welcome to R vs. Life. This is your boy Quentin Counts, aka QC. Nah, me. How y'all doing? Doing good? I hear that. Alright, right now you're listening to the podcast, R vs. Life. It's the podcast designed to inform, inspire, and empower independent artists and anything relevant in the NYC local community. I'm here for you. This is all for FUBU stuff. By us, for us, man. You know what I mean? Plus, you know, you know, this is my way of just catching up because I'll be around so I don't get to give everybody the straight update. So this is like the best way. All right, so, well, so all right, boom, quick update on everything that's been going on. Uh, this past, uh, this past Sunday, not past, yeah, this past Sunday or Saturday, I DJ'd for a car show. I, you know, I, for those who don't know, I DJ, and it was my first time actually going to a car show that I could remember. And bruh, shout out to Team Move Over, uh, Instagram Team Move Over SRT, bruh, that jump was crazy. Know what I mean? Tons of people came out. Shout out to all the teams that was out there. Shout out to the commission. Man, listen, I had a great time with those people. I had you know laid the music down for them. It was all the way out and about. Lincoln Tech, Lincoln Tech, they had all the sponsors out there, Monster was out there, they had the food vendors out there, Lincoln Tech, of course, they had the, you know, they was, that was the opportunity for them to connect with people as well, they had stuff to support people who, you know, might need, like, kits, if something happens to the car, while you're on the road, things to carry the car, all kinds of partnerships that they had, gift cards, gifts, it was tons of trophies going out, I'm gonna post some pics on the uh, Art vs. Life Instagram to show y'all a little bit of a visual about what I was dealing with and how these people are doing it out there. Shout out to Pablo Gutierrez, brought me out there, man. Yo, he was out there mad early, fam. So, so we had to be there, not, so we had to be there like 8, 8.30. And so uh, we left at like 7, just in case to be safe. You know what I mean? He was out there from like 9 to 3. But, you know, shout out to him because he came pick me up all the way from Flatbush, brought me out. Way deep in Queens, the trains don't even go there. And they treated me real good. Everything was nice. Uh, the freaking uh, I brought the wrong XLR cable. I was supposed to bring the male joint, but it was the female joint. So we had to. We was hitting like a bunch of different stores, the guitar centers, PC Richard and Son. You know what I mean? So you know it was it was it was hectic. But luckily. Riding with people who was in a freaking race car, literally. So, you know, it felt under control. But, yeah, that was a great night. Uh, there's a lot of love, the way that community runs. Like, I have my... I, I'm used to working with, you know, the tip, what you usually think of when you think of artists. You know, all different types of artists, even some community stuff. Even, like, a couple little, you know, starter community, you know. I'm used to that, but I didn't know about that world of the, you know, the the racing scene, bruh. Like it's real, and like to, to be honest, that same vibe of why I deal with the artist community. That's exactly what this community had too. Like everybody that was there, respected, showed mad love to each other, mad appreciation. And the car show, they was just giving out awards for all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? And they was giving them, they wasn't giving them like no BS. They was giving them actual heavy trophies and all of that. You know what I mean? They really invested time and money into this. And this isn't something that everybody's particularly, I mean, people do raise for money here and there, but this is not something that they particularly 
do for for the money per se. They man, they do this for the for the culture, and I think that this, that's something that a lot of us can really learn from. So that's why I was particularly inspired, man. I look forward to working with them, you know, in the future, you know. But the reason why I was so tired and why I was running through five-hour energies because the night before that, you know, I was actually DJing for for Pablo's cousin Jack Skelly. Shout out to Jack Skelly. Shout out to everything he's doing out there. They had an event at the West End, Upper West Side, called Desiree's Music. It was really dope. A lot of great uh, performers, poets. You know what I mean? It was hosted by Nicole Phoenix. One of my favorite performers, though. What, uh, what was the name? It was... Uh, uh, I got it written down. Ryan Wild. Ryan Wild Body. That was my personal favorite. You know, uh, one of the guests of honors that night was Coke LaRock. First MC in history. So, shout out to Coke LaRock. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, so yeah, man. Yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Nicole Phoenix for for killing it as usual. Shout out to everybody, the whole team that helped make the whole thing happen. Music, you know, uh, I had held the music down as usual. You know what I do. You know what I do. So uh, so moving on, we got those R versus Life tees on deck for sale. Know what I mean? We're gonna give y'all the. We're gonna give y'all the. We're doing a promo sale, fifteen per shirt. Comfortable shirt, velvet design on it. You know, uh, small, medium, large, extra large at the moment. But if there's like other sizes outside of that, let me know. We can make sure we can get those for you. So that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, more apparel to come, of course. But for the tees, feel free to message me, message us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email at art versus life podcast at gmail.com. The Venmo and PayPal is on fleek. So the Venmo name is Art vs. Life. Just search that. The PayPal is the same email address, Art vs. Life Podcast. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And other than that, hit me on every platform except for Snapchat. I don't, it's just not for me. It isn't, you know. If y'all deal with Snapchat on a regular and you feel like I'm missing out on something, put me on. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I just do what I know. Uh, moving on. That, oh, so... I told y'all, was it last episode or a couple of episodes ago, I told y'all about this old Henny roast, and y'all, y'all thought, y'all clicked on it, you was going to actually hear footage from the roast. You didn't. Ha! Got you. I'm kidding. But, uh, so, I finally got the audio from it. Remember when I told y'all how epic it was? Fam. So, I was starting to think, like, you know what, maybe I was over-dramatizing. Maybe I was being a little extra when I was talking about how epic it was. I listened to it again weeks and weeks later. Bruh. Hilarious. Stressful and all of that. Um, so that's coming out this Sunday, actually, the next podcast. That's going to be the Old Henny Roast episode. You know what I mean? Shout out to Tory V, hosted the whole joint. It was at a Gamba. Shout out to, you know, everybody who came in and roasted, roast that ass, you know, myself included. And, uh, uh, yeah, man. So look out for that. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Alex Neuhausen, Alex N. Sorry, Alex, man. I always jack your name up, bro. I'm sorry to, I'm, shout out to you. Apologies to you and the fam. I'm sure everybody listened to that shit with the with the face palm, you know. Uh, so that's that's why I call you Alex N. Anyway, last episode I had Alex N up there, co-founder of Secret Loft and Bushwick. You know what I mean? Uh, received very well. You know what I'm saying? And it kind it just goes back and reminds me of like why we do this in the first place. This is like this is not just about the podcast. You know what I mean? Which is whatever, but. Like this was inspired by just the community that I that I reside in. There's a lot of great people and a lot of great stories, a lot of great insights. And I, 
I be feeling selfish when I hear these, you know, these stories. When I'm like, damn, I, I know so many people who would also enjoy these uh, a lot as well, especially people who work closely, more closely with Alex. So that that was inspiring just to see how everybody responded to it. So shout out to Alex and everything that you're doing. Shout out to uh, uh, Lily Wolf. Know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so we're going to move right into it, man. I got a nice little interview with you by this young lady by the name of Brittany Sierra, straight out of D.C. Marketing. She's uh, She writes articles. She does a lot of work with BET, TMZ, Pop Dust, and more. You know what I mean? She she killing it out here in the media game, and you know she does a lot of interviews as well. And she's just keeping the culture. She's just keeping everybody up to date with what they need to be up to date on. And one, you know, a very soulful, you know, genuine person, a very focused and humble person. You know what I mean? Like she's humble, but she don't she don't take herself too seriously. But she doesn't take she doesn't take what she does lightly. Like she's in this. You know what I mean? So it's always a inspiration. To, to sit down with her, talk to her, even be associated with her. And uh, her and I met, I was actually doing some work with Pop Dust, helping with uh, interviews. And so and I, I, mainly with the video production aspect of it, but it was like a one or two times where I actually like conducted like an interview there as well. And she, she would come in as a consultant, you know, interview some people, you know, toss, toss Pop Dust some articles, come in, interview somebody. And, uh, you know, like I said, just everything that I told you about her, like, those are things that I felt. I was like, oh, nah, she wild cool, fam. And, like, it is, I get inspired being around because she's so focused yet fun. She does not like a downer kind of focus. So, uh, you know, so that was cool. So, hit up, you know, I, I finally got around after, like, I set up the podcast. This I met her before we started doing this All Riches Life thing. And I finally got around to hitting it back up. Like, yo. I ain't gonna lie, it's about that time. I need to I need to feature you as a guest. And to be honest, she had every excuse to just curve me. You know what I mean? Because in this podcast game and the media game, like, you know, there's people out there killing it. She's dealing with some 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 you know people that's getting it popping out there. So I was prepared for the worst, you know. But no hesitation. She's like, nah, it's lit, you know. So I met her at her office and uh, her office in Midtown. You know, a uh, little BET building went there. I'm like, oh crap. Not too shabby. Know what I'm saying? Yo, building was dead nice. She lit me up on her extra grown executive stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we just found a nice little quiet spot on the quarters. And we just got right to, right to it, man. She dropped wild gems. You know what I mean? Brittany dropped a lot of gems. Shout out to uh, Brittany, man. Um, so, and I'm also going to leave one of her articles in the description of the episode. But, yeah, just tune in. I think y'all going to enjoy this. All right? One. Alright yo, so here we are, welcome to Our Versus Life This is your boy Quentin Counts, aka QC This is a podcast geared to inform, uh, inspire, and empower independent art professionals in NYC Alright, I'm here with the homegirl Brittany And uh, uh, Brittany, Brittany Taylor, right? Yeah Is that your legal name? I could have sworn it was a different name I was about to say, that's my legal name People get confused So, I go by Brittany Sierra Sierra is my middle name parents my whole family has called me by both my okay. entire life and also like I used to be super secretive so I never put my last name out there on like oh. social media and stuff before so, yeah. it was a trend uh, I like to introduce <laughs> y'all to Brittany Sierra or <laughs> 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 now how you doing on you chilling I'm so good good right I'm so good <laughs> that's the most convincing way I've ever heard that said because like, I am <laughs> like everything is perfect and that's nice you don't have too many days, weeks, months like that. Right, so right. I'm well, relaxing. 
Well, it's good to have a friend like you, and I'm glad that listeners get to like get more familiar with you. Uh, Brittany's a friend of mine who's a, a journalist and marketer uh, yeah. who works on plenty of platforms, including like BET, TMZ, Pop Dust, and so on and so forth. As you said, anything with the screen. Yeah, where there's a screen, you'll find me. Facts. <laughs> um, but I think your I think your story uh, from what I've gathered so far of knowing you is pretty interesting. That's why I wanted you to be on here, and you know, you're dope. Yeah. Uh, so, where you from? First off, first things first, where you from? I'm from D.C. It's definitely one of the greatest cities in the world. I have to say that all the time. It was formerly known as Chocolate City. Currently might be like Lemon City. City. (laughs) It's a little bit of everything in there. Um, I lived there up until I was 28, and I've been here for in New York City for two years. Word. Yeah. So you just been here for two years? Yeah. You killing it the way you're killing it? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. Yeah. All right, so boom. So the purpose of what I be doing was, like, certain people I be featuring, like, we like to, we like to chop it up, whatever, but I also like people to understand, like, people's journey, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and going about doing this. So just to set a contest for you and all of that. Um, and uh, so boom. So that leads me to my first question. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like... So your passion, as it stands, is journalism and uh, marketing. Yeah. What is it that you love about those two things, for one? What are, like, to, so what are some of your favorite elements about those? I love to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I've always loved to tell stories since I was a little girl. Um, like language arts and writing mm-hmm. were my favorite you know, classes. Even when I went to Hampton, I went to Hampton the real HU, definitely the best HU. Um, So I went to Hampton for two years. My major there was English Lit. Like it's just always something I wanted to do. I love to tell other people's stories. I'm kind of private, so I really like listening to people Mm. and getting across the major points. So the way it works for both is with marketing, I have a client, there's a story they want to tell, it's my job to get it out the way they want to get it out to as many people as possible. And then, you know, when I write, I'm telling someone's story. Even if my own story is woven into it, which is kind of what I like to do now, too. Yeah. All right, so in retrospect, uh, you know, sometimes people, like, it doesn't really click to them that they have this passion and then they think back in the past and they're like, oh, wow, I've actually been doing stuff like this since, mm-hmm. like, since I was, like, a little a little, little chap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, what, so if you could think back, what are, like, some of your instances that you feel like you kind of use these same parts of your brain? But you didn't realize what you was doing, and if that, and if it's easy, you can just say how you end up getting into those in the first. Place. I was gonna say uh, that's actually a really good question because that's kind of how I wind up getting into marketing. Mm-hmm. So um, I've always been really good at like putting a spin on stories and making sure, like my friends will always come to me and be like, hey, this, even my mother, come to me and be like, hey, this happened. I need to make sure this gets out this way. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm not a good liar, but I can tell a real good story, so let's go. So they would like come to me with problems. I'd be like, well, no, that wasn't you being bossy. That was you just encouraging them to pursue their passions. I have been that way forever, forever. So it was kind of easy. And I was at this transition where I had gone to school, I had ran a business for three years with my best friend and my family, and um, then I went into sales, and then I did technical writing for an agency in D.C. Technical writing? Yeah, and um, I was tired of it. I was there for three years, and it was so comfortable. It was so comfortable. I could stay there for probably 50, and I was like, I can't do this. I am like 21, 22 years old. I need to go do something else. 
and my friend, shout out to my friend Mo, because she's always on top of things. She was working for a staffing agency. Mm. And she was like, I know you want a career change. I think you'd be great in PR, because I was writing. And I was like, yeah, so, I could do that. Okay, right. um, I was doing actually my own freelance entertainment journalism back then. Yeah. So, so you was confident enough to just do it right from the rip. Yeah, on my own. Like, And wow. it was good, because I would get like, T.I., his people would call and say, what? hey, you want to come to the studio for an interview? Raheem Devon actually was really big and instrumented. A lot of my first interviews, um, it's a D.C. thing. That's he always boy. looked He's out. He's in D.C. too? Yeah. Wow. Always looked out. And um, I was like, okay. And then she's like, well, what about marketing? I said, I think I'd be great at it. She's like, you'd be wonderful. So right. it was this job. I interviewed with the lady. And she called the staffing agency the same day. So they called me like, what did you tell Miss Brooks? That's her name. What did you tell Miss Brooks? And I'm like, nothing. I just did the job interview. What's up? Well, she wants to hire you directly, full time. She doesn't want to go through the temp agency. And she needs to go through us. I was like, I had nothing to do with that. I just did the interview. Like, I thought that you guys would be happy I killed it. I don't understand the problem. And less than a week later, I actually quit the job that I was at. And I was working for Miss Brooks full-time she brought me out of my contract with the temp agency which I never actually worked at anyway but yep she brought me out of that and I was with her for eight months and after that like I was good at it. I'm not gonna lie like I was great it was a traditional marketing agency I was doing commercials I was doing social media radio spots writing scripts um, and we had really great clients but I wanted to do something bigger so one day I'm one of those people who think that you really can't speak things into existence. So on my 27th birthday, I said, I am going to live in New York a month after my 28th birthday. I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I said it to people at my part-time job and they're like, you say it, then it's gonna happen. Um, I think it was the day before Thanksgiving, I went and it was after my 28th birthday, a couple of days, a couple of weeks after my 28th birthday. I applied for this job. They said, come on up, come on up to New York. We'd love to meet you. And it was at a marketing agency and I interviewed before my dad came with me. And before we even made it back to Penn Station, they called me and told me I had the job. And I moved here December 6th, which is exactly a month after my 28th birthday. <laughs> and I started my new job December 8th. Yeah. And uh and that's where you were working when I met you. Yep. Wow. I have been there two plus years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh so and how so did the nature so the nature of the work was similar but just the clients was you know, and the some of the details of how you work with the clients was just different. I'm gonna right? be completely honest. I had to learn so much when I came up to New York. Yeah. And but I was honest with them when I did my interview. I was like, I'm an excellent marketer. I said this it's a digital agency, which yeah. is a little different. They didn't do a lot of traditional. I was like, I really only know social digitally. Right. I usually use vendors at my other agency. I was like, but there's nothing I can't learn. Right. And they believed in me. They, you know, you have to appreciate the people that did give you a shot. Facts. And I learned so much from mm. them. Like, I learned everything I needed to know. Right. Then I, I'm at BET now, and this is even a slightly different job. Right. And I was like, I can do it. Right. And the funny story about BET is, and my dad, he is always, this is like probably the thing he's most proud of. This job didn't exist. They posted a job on LinkedIn. 
and I saw it and I was like, I want to work there. And I saw that it was for an associate level and I talked to the director the next day. I was like, yeah, listen, I would really love to work there. I've never done this exactly, but it's part of marketing, but I'm on manager level and I can't take anything less than a manager position. And, you know, I also heard that your budgets aren't that large. And she said, well, let's go through the interview. She was like, I'm going to hire whoever I think is a good fit. I said, okay. And then that was on a Wednesday. I had an interview on a Friday. They called me back on Tuesday, told me I had the job. And I said, okay. I was like, can we talk about money? And then right. she was like, yeah. And they offered me more than I was making at my old job, right. substantially more. Um, I maxed out their budget. And I, I, I asked her, I was like, is there any more room? I was like, because I really want more than this. I was like, but I really also want to work here. And she right. was like, I'm going to be completely honest. There's no more room in the budget. Right, right. I was like, okay. And I filled out that paper and I'm almost on my third month at BET. Word. And it's great. Yeah. So like the job was kind of created for me. Yeah. So like, so they listed associate, they didn't list manager. Is that like, is that because of budget or that was like, they didn't feel like they needed one? It might be a combination of both. Yeah. I didn't ask. I've learned to just I talk about what I want. <laughs> like it said associate, but I was like, well, I'm not an associate, but I'm gonna talk to this lady <laughs> and she's gonna love me. <laughs> and she did and I love her and I love the team. I met with the VP the yeah. day that I came in for my interview and it was definitely the right move. So your experience as somebody who does like journalism and like marketing or whatnot, I can imagine it's like a whole pile of like skills and intricacies and competencies that you just got to get nice at. What are some things that like that a lot of people that try to do your role kind of don't or they don't realize that this is something they're going to bump into getting into the work and they don't know how to get good at it or you know what I'm saying it's like. What are some things that like if a person wants to get into that work? What are some things they really got to make sure that they got to be competent on and good with? And you can get as nerdy because yeah. like at this moment you can get as detailed and like nerdy as you want because at this moment you're talking to other current or aspiring marketers, marketers. and journalists. So and journalists, that's a really good question. Okay, so there's like hard skills and soft skills, yeah. and then just personality things. So I think I'll actually start with the personality things. Never be afraid to collaborate. Yeah. I feel like that's where big companies make a lot of mistakes with their ads and you see them all over social media like why did X company not have this represented in their ad or did anybody look at this before it went out? No matter how smart you are, no matter how woke you might think you are, no matter how you know detail oriented you think you are, talk to other people because you'll never see things through everybody's eyes. That's definitely important in marketing because you can mess up a whole client because, oh, you thought it was okay because you had these five other videos that had black people and this one didn't. Mm. And that's where a really big hair company went wrong. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they went wrong because they said, well, we, we, we got some brown people over here. Yeah, they be all right. Oh, you needed them in every video because that is how your business, your particular business, actually got off the ground. So, you know, it's things like that. Um, it's not enough sometimes to also have a multicultural marketing department if they're not multicultural. Mm. You know, you look on LinkedIn and do this exercise sometimes. Look at some companies you're really interested in and you look at their director of multicultural marketing and she's Amy from Nebraska. And mm. not that Amy from Nebraska doesn't have things to offer, 
but there's just so many other cultures mm. that can be impacted that you have to always make sure you look at that and that's another thing too like brown people women do not be afraid to use those things to your advantage mm. i feel like women and people of color are taught that like these are things that are just going to burden you throughout life mm. and i'm not saying that they aren't burdensome sometimes or seen as burdens but it's so easy to flip things to your advantage because at the end of the day there's not another QC there's not another Brittany Sierra there's not another whoever you are who can sit there and say well this is what I bring to the table and you have to be confident in that you can't like shy away from things because you're Brittany Sierra from Washington DC No, I'm Brittany Sierra from right. Washington, D.C. Right, I have right. a lot to offer. Right, right. I think that's actually the biggest, and it it actually applies across like different disciplines, right? right? Like, be who you are and comfortable in that, yeah. and watch how everything changes. Mm. Or some hard skills, this is a digital age. Mm. So digital marketing is really taking off. Mm. Um, even billboards now, we're sitting in Times Square, and all these billboards are digital. Why? Because companies get to make more money. Because that's Express right now, but it might be something else mm-hmm. another day. You know what I mean? These billboards, they can just change. Right. Always be on top of digital. Always kind of subscribe on Twitter, Instagram to some industry accounts. Follow Adweek. You don't have to buy these things. Right, just right. look. Just look at them. Yeah, See, go online. Do a Google search. Yeah. Put a Google alert for marketing trends. Right. Even LinkedIn, whatever industry you're in, they have something now where you can follow like people you would never have access to, and they'll sit here and spit out nice industry trend articles for you. Like, there's no reason why you can't even fake the funk until you mm-hmm. learn it. There's a lot of stuff you can actually learn on the job, and a lot learn of companies on the job. are cool with that. Like, all right, whatever you hear. What they want is confident, it. skilled people. Mm-hmm. They want to know that they don't have to baby you, that you have something to bring to the table, and that you do have a basis of knowledge. And for us, like for me personally, 2004 I was in college, that's when Facebook was invented. Right. By 2005, I had it. So when anybody talk about digital, the first thing I said before I knew anything about digital was like, oh, well, I'm from the era where Facebook was even invented. Who cares all I know is Facebook? <laughs> Tell me that I am not qualified. I dare you. That's how you have to act. And I feel like when you do act like that too, you also attract like-minded people. Right. You attract people who see and want the same things that you want and you'll start to see that people who are offended by that Mm. are traveling on a much lesser plane Mm. you know everybody is different right 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 you have to remember that your journey your life your wants your desires Mm. could be completely different than someone else who is tagging along beside you Mm. and at first they might want it and they see you as an inspiration and a partner and then they get a little jealous Mm. and then they try and change the way you're going you gotta remember that like remember everybody's not your friend everybody's not your partner everybody's not your love like and attract people that operate and move the same way you want to right right well speaking of inspirations um what like uh so is is there somebody who like at least in the beginning uh, of your 
career mm -hmm. um, that inspired you particularly in this line of work or that inspired you to do this line of work even if they probably didn't do it? Yeah, so I have actually a couple of inspirations. I love smart women. I love smart mm -hmm. people, but I love smart women. Mm -hmm. So when you look at my friends, you look at my family, they're all very intelligent, beautiful people mm -hmm. inside and out. Mm -hmm. And the first lady I worked for, Sheila Brooks, was actually a very big inspiration. We were in D.C. where marketing is not a big industry, and she had her own boutique agency. She had been in um, journalism for years. She had Emmys. And she wow. would go into these awesome. meetings right. with these big corporations, because D.C. is very corporate. And she, the small company, would sit there and snatch up those bids. She would snatch up these proposals. We would have big multi-million dollar proposals that we're working on and we're actually securing and that was just amazing to me in a city where marketing is not even big this like and she's not young this lady went and she just took it over and I was like oh I want to be like her I want to be like her and that's one of the reasons why she didn't even pay me big money at all okay I didn't care I lived at home let me say this too if you live at home Take advantage facts, of it. Facts. You do not have to move out right, right. until you are ready. Mm -hmm. There's no point in moving out to get put back in. Right, right. Exactly. Well, you know? Whether tumbling back down. Yeah, hill, exactly, like, right? I'm back. <laughs> and it depends on what city you're in, too, because life right. is different. Like, if you're saving up for a house, save up for a house. If you're willing to take a pay cut or not get, you know, this exuberant salary because you know it's going to pay off in the end, right. do it. Right. You know, and I, I have two very smart parents, um, both entrepreneurs, and my mom actually had a full-time job. And they were like, Britt, this is what you want to do? I said, yeah. They're like, well, I mean, you live at home. Word, word. You've always been able to take care of yourself. You ran a business at 19, they're like, go do it. You ran a business at 19? At 19, Whoa. I ran a restaurant, one of the hardest businesses to run. It really is though. And I actually miss it. I think that I will open up something when I decide where it is I want to live. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hold up, hold up. Music break, music break, time out. You know, uh, th this is how we're going to be doing it going forward. I'm going to hit you up a little music break. Show y'all some of this indie stuff that you nine times out of 10 probably missing if you under rock. Otherwise, you know what's good, especially if you're in New York. But so this one is on me by Creme Della Street out of Harlem. You know, uh, founder and a uh, part of the Black Guard Pantheon team. Shout out to Black Guard Pantheon, and this is off his album Bury Me in Gold. I do not know what y'all be into, but I done learned from what I done been through. They come around me, I watch their legs move, they move it funny. I block their leg room, y'all into things that are not essential. I know your style, I cannot defend you. The truth be told, I cannot pretend to. I'm being real, this is not the diss you. Like back in high school, we tried to hang. Times were good, but our lives have changed. You come place it with minor things. You scared of growth, and I'm not the same. You threw some shine on them iron chains and picture cotton with diamond rings. You told yourself that you're not a king. What happened to you? They chopped your wings and now you're miserable and you need a roommate. You ever live with my mom and the people you stay? Like really all of this drama, is that a new play? Like really all of these old issues on new days? And now you're telling me that I've been acting bougie. What the hell are they putting up in your Kool-Aid? I want the real and you rather put in a bootleg? Okay, it's right, it's cool, whatever you say, really. I know 
where you done been at I seen you lately and you been in that Kind of space to make a dude say get back But who am I to tell you to switch that See back in college you was the sh Your old dress now it doesn't fit And now you're looking like cousin it Had a baby and hubby split And now you in the club drunk as shit Looking at me like you wanna kiss Hating on your homegirl's relationship Oh nowadays you's a hating bruh Got something for you, look, wait for it It's a middle finger, I laminated it It's a Christmas present here, take the gift They say it's lucky, make a wish Used to mess with them ballers if they was D1 Now you lucky if homie give you the D once Too accustomed to getting by with your freak tongue Must have made up your mind you weren't the queen, huh? I see you bitter, but you was never the sweet one I see you coming like mama watching her reruns You know a different world on TV one Now you in a different world I gotta keep from Tell you that was fire, all right? Let me know that. You know that was that fire. You can check that out. On, uh, I think, yeah, definitely on Spotify, SoundCloud, and it, it should be even on Apple Music. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, check that out, man. So we're gonna get right back to where we left off. Enjoy the rest of the interview. So what kind of restaurant was it? It was a New Orleans <laughs> restaurant. I didn't gloss over that. Oh yeah, it's, by the way, I ran a restaurant. So anyway. So it's a New Orleans <laughs> restaurant. It was called St. Bourbon Street. It was in D.C. It was one of the first businesses in the area to like be able to have a mainstay as an area started to get gentrified. So there were no real restaurants, no real sit-down restaurants. We had live bands every Friday. Mm. I love music. It's my thing. Um, I'm very creative. And I guess that's also where I kind of fell in love with marketing, too, because I had to get people in the door. Right. Because I had people I had to pay. Right. So there were times where, like, I no, not times. I literally worked off of tips. Like, I would get behind the bar. And be like, all right, look, right. I got a car note. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I need to make sure these people get paid. Right. And I would like, this is before Facebook pages were a thing. I'd right. put on my Facebook page like, hey, we have a special today, blah, blah, blah. My best friend would be there. We would put up, like, take selfies and post them on Facebook. This was this was the original social media marketing. You have right. no idea. Right, right. And um, we used to sell dreams behind the bar. And we used to get people to work the floor. <laughs> That's cool. I thought you said dreams behind the bar. I'm like, word. <laughs> I mean, that's what we used to do, Facts. sell drinks. Facts. Like, shout out to all my customers, but like, they would come up, I see, I'd be like, oh, he's having a rough day. And my best friend and I would trade on who's the best person to go and wait on this customer so they have a good experience. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So you, so this is like, you was pretty much made, like, yeah. you was kind of like prepping for this. I was going to say, I guess Basically. I was groomed from it from the beginning. My right. dad had a locksmith business when I was little, yeah. and he was able to secure all the embassies in D.C. One man business. What? Because he did really good work and word of mouth. And I remember my mom used to like be the dispatcher. So they would call. She would answer. Word. She'd send my dad the address. And then I would run the credit cards. So like we used to have so much like business was fun to me because these are the memories that I made with my family. Wow. Yeah. My uncle owns a motorcycle shop. Mm-hmm. And an IT business. 
Word. Yeah. Yo, you around some magnificence, yo. <laughs> and it's hard work. Right? Like, yeah, it's not glamorous. Work. Yeah, yeah, word, word, word. And that's what a lot of people, like, don't understand, too. Right, right. You see a finished product. You see something mm. that you would love to do. You see Instagram pictures right. and Facebook stories. But you don't see when a bill couldn't get paid. Mm-hmm. You don't see when you had to file taxes versus getting new clothes. You don't see when someone's so tired that they don't even want to get up the next day, but they're like, no, wait, I was born for this. It's right. going to pay off. Right. And just remember that the same struggles that everyone goes through that you're going through, right. everyone you see living well right. went through the same Word. exact thing. Word. Not many people other than like maybe the Kardashians right. come from money right. or right. successful. Puffy. We know his story. Exactly. Jay-Z, we know his story. Beyonce, she might have had, you know, a pretty decent home life, right. but she was not rich by any right. means and she worked hard. Well, she still does. She still works hard. Now. You can't tell me someone who worked with their family can't tell me it didn't strain her relationship with her father. Mm. Can't tell me. And you know, those are the things that we're not gonna sit there and say. But you, you figure Wait, you it out. Wait, you work with her, her family? Huh? You say you work with her? No, she worked with her family. Oh, I'm about to say, I'm like, well, yeah, no. too much. No, I don't have a Beyonce <laughs> connection yet. Not yet. I don't see that being too far in the future, though. Oh, no. <laughs> me, me and B, we're going we to connect. <laughs> Just want to take my time. You know, you got to make sure you're ready for the blessing. Facts. Word, word. Nah, I feel I hear you on that, yo. Like, uh... I think that uh, this is dude Gary V. You know, yes. so I'm sure you're aware of him. Do like, you know that his company is actually the one that did the ad for the hair company that I mentioned earlier? And one of my old co-workers is a director there. Word. But Gary's great. Right, he's right, smart. Right. He's inspirational. Love him. Right, right, right. Yo, it's funny though. Uh, <laughs> that's that's funny. But like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, like, he's kind of like... Uh, I, I don't go to church and all of that, but like he definitely be preaching the gospel. You know what I'm the saying? Gospel. That's something you listen to in the morning where you make pancakes and you be like, yo, carpe diem, son. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that he kind of harbors on. One of the points that he harbors on a lot is like, yo, listen, it's gonna be dark time, Joe. So you gotta make sure that whatever you're doing, that you're willing to ride this bad boy mm-hmm. to the end. You feel me? Or go hard for it because you can't be ready to quit as soon as things get difficult. Yeah. It's not glamorous because nowadays social media only shows you the end results or the, the, the high points of mm-hmm. people's success or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention a lot of people be faking the success. Yes. And then aside from that, you only see the bright side of people's success. So it makes people kind of like just short term minded or nearsighted yes. with their goals or whatnot. So I cannot that's an tell point. you how many people that I have seen post things on social media that I know is not true, okay? Like and I just wanna be like, wait a minute, time out. <laughs> This is a free ride you got. Let's right. not act like you creatively <laughs> assembled something. Let's not do that. Hashtag Bow Wow Challenge. Yeah. But they, and the same people that was talking mess about the Bow Wow Challenge, Bow Wow Challenge every day because I see you. I see you. I know your involvement in a project. I know when a project came and you complete and then you just put your name on it because your friend was down to like let you ride. Like don't. Don't insult everyone's intelligence. Add a little deep quote. Right. You know, I I need you to block the people that know you in real life. All right? (laughs) That's what I need you to do. (laughs) It's crazy. You know, so don't be discouraged by someone else's highlight reel. Right. Yo, and also, it's something I want to revisit that we uh, before, you know, uh, the interview started or whatever, that you was talking about how you got to the point where you're comfortable owning 
you know, quote unquote, like your job title mm-hmm. as like presenting yourself in that light. Yeah. Um, like, like what was you saying again about like how it was kind of like weird before, but now you're really owning it and the importance of owning it. And yeah. Like, uh, what were you saying again? Yeah. About that? So I'm super private. I'm super private. I don't like my personal business out there. I don't like a lot of attention. I don't like the limelight. I love telling other people's stories. But what we have to remember is that we're in an age where people really have to be brands. People have to know what you do. If they don't know what you do, they don't know to offer you opportunities. So, you know, sometimes we sit here and we see somebody doing something that might be similar to a direction we want to move in. And we're like, but I'm more talented. Or that person's nowhere near as talented as me. But that person has screamed from the mountaintops that they do what you do while you don't say anything. They are sitting here like, I'm a rapper, I'm a writer, I'm an actor, I'm a director, I'm a this, I'm a that. While you sitting here like, well, no, like I spend hours practicing this and I'm great at it. And no one knows, but no one knows because we don't tell them. Mm. So it's important now, and I I really realize now the importance of saying who you are. Because if they don't know who you are, they don't know how to find you. That's a fact. That's a fact. You said like recently you just kind of made the transition of really fully yeah. going further with just further on. I have right? held so much, so many of my wins I've held back. Mm. I've kept them to myself or my close personal family. And the thing is, the way you get more wins is people have to know you're a winner. Right. Like that's just the that's just the world that we live in right now. Yeah. So you can't hide it, and you shouldn't hide it. Like I love seeing what people are genuinely doing great things on their own Facts. like that's amazing I love applauding people yeah. and I thought about it and I'm like listen I don't even know what when me holding my story in who might benefit from hearing that's it I can't tell you how many times I've read or seen things when you went on your travels Word. I was like listen QC Word. is out here experiencing life Word. QC is not a multimillionaire. QC said, I want to do this. And you guys went out there and you did it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I sitting in my shoebox apartment in Harlem? (laughs) I have literally five trips lined up between now and the beginning of August. Right, right. You Mm. never know who you inspire. That's real, though. That's real. <laughs> like, you have to share. Facts. Share what you're doing. And also, if you feel comfortable enough, share your not wins. I'm not yeah. going to say losses. Right. Share your almost wins. Mm. Because I can't tell you. It's I follow this girl, um, Candace Nicole. She's a PR. She's a publicist in mm. D.C. I've known her for years in a professional capacity, and she's become a friend. And she will say sometimes, listen, I know. And she'll put it on Facebook. I know that I am always posting, you know, pictures of my success. And she said, but I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this month. Mm. She was like, and I want you all to know that this is real when you're an entrepreneur. Damn, this is for her. Yes, right? She's not here, so yes, Candace, we just fist bump to you because <laughs> it's real. It is real, though. You can have as many likes, as many great pictures with celebrities, as right. many, you know, things that look like wins. And at the end of the month, you're like, uh-uh. Word, word. <laughs> it's almost the first. Word, facts. Like you're not alone in these things. So word. when you you feel dejected and you feel like you're failing, remember that all of us do it. And that's a fact, especially in this uh, in this age where there's like a lack of of healthy role models, especially on public platforms. So we kind of gotta be that for people when yeah. we can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's real, man. Um, 
All right, so <clears throat> there was something else I was going to say too. Um, but uh, a quick sponsor break. Yeah. This uh, podcast episode was brought to you by. <laughs> nah, it wasn't brought to you by, but it was inspired by. Uh, it was a, it's a charity app called Bestow, B S T O W, and it's like an app. So basically, <clears throat> since you're in front of me, I'm going to talk to you about it. Yeah, tell me. And uh, so I can leave the stuff as surprises. Um, so Bestow is like a charity app where so. Bank of America and like companies like Amazon, they have something where you can like download it or something like that, and then like y'all connect it to your account, and it rounds up it to the nearest dollar based on your purchases. Cool. And at the end of the month, it goes to like a charity based on this list of charity organizations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so bestow the bestow app, you can uh, you can have it go to anything, literally anything registered as a nonprofit organization. It's not limited to their list of nonprofit organizations. Oh, nice. So. Um, so, for instance, like uh, one of the groups that I support out here is called Urban Art Beat. I'm actually wearing this shirt right I now. I see it. It's nice. And like I've been having money going to them like over like the past year. You know That's what I'm saying? So like cool. not not a lot, but like it was something. It helps. And this helps make kind of like uh, people wanting to be supportive or helpful in the community and not really having the time, not having a lot of money. And they'd be like, "So how can I help?" You know what I'm saying? A couple of dollars. You know what That's what I'm saying? amazing. You know, so yeah, worse. So I'm I'm gonna leave a link on this and I'm gonna send it to you too. Yeah. So if you want, you can check it out, take a look at it, maybe even show somebody whatever. But that's another thing. Giving back is super important. <laughs> it's really important. It actually changes you. It, it does though. Even like the little things that you're not you're being kind of passive about, yeah. like the bestow app. Yeah. Like you know, just rounding up, and then at the end of the month or the end of the year, when you say, "Hey, like I gave this much back," even if it's fifty dollars, like I gave this back. And I didn't, it didn't even hurt me. It's a fact. Like, it really does change you. Yeah, it really does, yo. And then, like, and then it makes you pay attention to organizations that are doing great things out here. Yeah. You're like, hmm, okay. And then you can maybe, for this month, you can switch it to this other one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can tell people about it. And it's like, you actually pay attention to, like, all right, what kind of work are these organizations mm-hmm. doing? You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Jason Grad, the guy who uh, who founded it or whatever. He's actually a musician, too. That's how nice I met him. Jason. Years ago, I met him as a musician. That's and he cool. ended up doing that. It's crazy how it works. But, um, so yeah, yo, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely, uh, so I'm gonna end it on this point, this question. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I know people that work like in marketing and journalism, journalism and they end up knowing cool people yeah. and just having cool clients and doing cool stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be helping to be cool with somebody that's a part of this because they could be like, yo, we're about this to go So that leads me to ask, what is some of your favorite, is that like, so what is some of the perks that you enjoy the most about this line of work? <laughs> well, and also you can also counter that also with what are some of the points that aren't as fun, like your least favorite. I'm gonna do them both. Um, so some of the things I absolutely love about this line of work, like I said, I love music. So the fact that I get music before so many people mm. from publicists that I get to sift through and say, hey, this is great, right. or. Uh, no, like Tish Hyman, she's amazing. She's from, I think she might be from the Bronx, but she's definitely from New York. And she sings and she raps. And she's Jill Scott's protege. Um, she's actually really picking wow. up steam on the West Coast wow. now. Okay. But I discovered her music through an amazing publicist who has also connected me with so many other people in yeah. so many different genres. And it's great. Um, also, it's really cool when like, People remember you. Yeah. One of the one of and it means a lot. It means as a journalist, especially when you're a writer, um, because I just started like pushing more towards on camera because that's what people actually consume. Right. That's the type of content people are consuming. But when you walk into a hotel and 
you know, 50 Cent or Courtney, who's the showrunner, or Omari Hardwick, or they're like, oh, Britt, hey, we haven't seen you for, what has it been, a year now? Right, right. And you're like, you know who I am? How could I, how could I forget you? Omari and his wife are the coolest. Word. How could I forget you? I ain't gonna lie, he seemed cool. Everyone is so, it just means a lot. Mm. Because, especially when you're not walking around with a big corporation on your back. Right, right. Like, you're you. You might go from place to place to place, right. but you're still you. And they're right. like, no, of course. Right. Or like when one of my favorite musicians, her name is Lily Kay, she can sing her ass off. She's yeah. done a lot of work with Chance. Mm. Um, but her solo work is amazing. And um, she'll be like, she texted me a couple of weeks ago and she was like, hi, I'm in New York City. She said, I'm only here for a day, but if you can meet me right now, she said, we would have so much fun. Word. That meant so much to me. Like I interviewed her back when it was still debate season and right. here now she's saying, hey, and then I wrote something about the N-word and people right. being culture vultures. Mm. And she shared it and connected me with someone else who was an amazing musician who took a screenshot of part of my work and she was like, this was so powerful. Mm. That's the stuff that I care about. Mm. I like telling stories and nice. connecting people and meeting people who vibrate on the same wavelength as right, I do. Right. That's a good thing, the bad thing. Hurry up and add this in there. Right. <laughs> um, so not even the bad thing. The challenge is, especially for if you're a private person like I am, selecting great, and especially if you move to a whole different state, um, selecting great people mm. to be a part of your tribe. Mm. It can be lonely. New York has so many people, but it can be so wow. lonely. You never lie. Because, you know, you have to have your standards. Right. And you have your standards, and then sometimes you might, I don't know, fall away from them a little. Right. Don't do it. Listen, right. I'm one of those people who really enjoy myself. Right. And the few times in life not even a few months, I'll be completely honest, in life where I have let people who did not make me happier than I already was with myself into my life, it wasn't worth it. So, you know, just knowing that there are going to be people who think that they connect with you, maybe even genuinely, and you want to give it a shot, and it doesn't work, whether it's friendships or relationships, that's hard, I think, discerning through the mess. But you also meet so many amazing people, like I told you, that right. doesn't even matter. Right. It kind of like makes all of it. It erases it. it. Right. <laughs> it erases, honestly. Like, I've met so many amazing people right. in the city that I didn't really want to give a chance. Right, right. Because I have an amazing group of family and friends in D.C. Right. that I'm not ready to let go. Right. Um, and then it caused me to maybe latch on to people that weren't really of my tribe. Mmm. And when I let that go, and I was okay being by myself on this journey, mm -hmm. I met the most amazing mm -hmm. people and let the most amazing people girl, in my tell life. Me, tell me, girl. That is so good. It's important. <laughs> you have to, and you have to be honest with yourself. I had to say, oh, that's what you get for being desperate. <laughs> you got to be honest. That's real. I same like, here, I had to hit myself with Yes, you. I said, look, Britt, you she know better. You know better. So sit here and be honest with what happened. I yeah. said, oh, you were desperate. Right, right. You got lonely. Right. And you attached to friends or whomever that you knew 
weren't on the same wavelength as you. Mm. And understand that doesn't mean that they're trash. It means right. that you guys don't operate in the same right. way. Right. You know, right. you have to gravitate towards people that have the same principles as you. Right, right. What's important to me may not be important to QC, right. and that's okay. Right, right. But when one of us pretends that it is, mm. that's when we have a problem. Bro. And you see it. I'm right. gonna say this to everyone listening. Y'all smart. Right, right. Y'all know what's going on. Right, right. Do not fool yourself for a moment of temporary comfort. Because mm. comfortability has never been that comfortable any time I've tried it. That's it. Jesus. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, you about to have me have a Holy Ghost <laughs> Obama I mean, church fan right now. That's why you got to <laughs> tell your story. That's why you have to tell your story. Uh, real, that's the whole point of this too. Yeah. Like, real, like that inspired me, man, and um, and that that's goes by to why I even do this in the beginning because I'm like, yo, I can't keep like I'm like, yo, listen, if this is affecting me like that, who else would this going to affect? Exactly. You know and you know, some cool. You're a cool person, and you know, cool people. Stories help. I love uh, hearing other people's stories. I hear that, yo. Well, you remember when I said that that question about uh, your, the perks and the not so much mm -hmm. perks was the last question? A lot. I got okay. one more. Yeah. Right? And this is more. This is like also more. Uh, you know, uh, selfish in my regard too, because like I like to write a little here and there too. Yeah. Um, but uh, sometimes I, so I just started learning how to get better at like this brainstorming an idea for article first, get mm -hmm. it all out, and then. Uh, expand on the points and then sort them based on whatever so I bet I'm getting better with that but sometimes like well, what do you do when you be like when you get to a point it's like maybe it's like based on like actual experiences and maybe the rest of it is kind of like just maybe you're a pain mm -hmm. how do you not get so caught up in like what are people going to think what do people disagree what if this whole time I was bugging you know what I'm saying do you ever come across those thoughts and so how do you get pushed through that and I actually with my n-word article um I don't know if I have time to tell like a really quick story. Yeah, okay, so there was... my podcast. <laughs> Key season charge told me I had time. <laughs> um, so there was a social media influencer who I really didn't know much about. Her name is Yes Jules. And she posted this shirt that said, in words, lie. And she, oh, she's white. I know what you're talking about. And she said... Um, and she was at the time attached to a really big festival. It wasn't too long ago. And she said, can I wear this shirt? And you, okay. Sorry if I offend anyone, but I'm just going to be completely honest. And it goes with your story, yeah, right? Yeah. Sometimes if it's an opinion and you really believe it and you stand by it, you might get some backlash, right. but it's important to tell it. If it's important to tell it, it's important to tell it. I have to be... If you ever follow me on Instagram, Brittany Sierra, like I have the most diverse culturally and racially group of friends ever. Mm. What you're not gonna do is use the N-word. You're not gonna do it. There, I don't care if a song is on. I don't care if it's on a t-shirt. I don't care if you thought it was cool. I don't care if your boyfriend's black. I don't care if your mother's boyfriend is black. I don't care if you had nine black dicks in you at one time. What you're not gonna do is use the N-word. I do not play. Because I don't use the N word. I hear that. Like, I hear you're that. not going to use that N word. Like, I do not play. So she posted it, and okay, people make mistakes. We all don't know everything. Even right. though if I think you should know not to use it, right. okay, maybe you just don't know why. Right, right. But she went and 
She said there was nothing wrong with it. And then she offered an apology. She said, I'm sorry. I mean, oh my God, y'all. Like it was, <laughs> it was tears. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to hurt anyone, but now I see the error in my ways. Well, let me tell you. Error in my ways. A little Marcus and Jamal and Anthony and Kwame sent her tweets like, no, nah, you good. So then she said, you know what, I'm good. She deleted her apologies. She said that everyone was a hater. She could, she had a pass to give, to use the N-word because her friend told her she could use it. And that she doesn't even use it, it was just on a shirt. And then these videos Everybody surfaced. Everybody involved out of pocket. <laughs> okay. So then these videos surfaced of her using it all the time. Uh, all the time with rappers or blah, blah, blah. She came up on the van and was like, what's up, N-words? I was like, oh, no, nah, it's time for me to write a story. Oh, my goodness. I didn't see that. And uh, so I wrote it. And what I wanted to get across was, this is not me being angry. This is me trying to educate. Right. It's not okay for you to use our culture for advancement mm. and not advance the culture. Mm. You can't tell me that you are an appreciator and not an appropriator if you don't know why you can't use the N-word. If you are looking for a pass to use the N-word, you are not an appreciator, you are an appropriator. You just want what does not belong to you. And my people and my countries and my family and my friends have been colonized way too long mm. for me to allow you to do it in my face. And I wrote a really good article that Bloom popped us. It got picked up a couple of places. I'm a linky. Yeah. Basically about the N-word and what that word really means. And I said, if you can't wear the hurt of the N-word, you shouldn't even be asking, can you wear the shirt? I put my Jesse Jackson on there, right? I did my little Muhammad Ali. Like, we, we rounded up on them. But, like, no. If you don't understand the hurt that the N-word uses, mm. don't ask me, can you wear the shirt? Ooh. Nah, because you don't know what it means. That's real. You don't know what it means. And I had to stop and I took a break and I said, okay, does it sound angry? And I looked and I had facts and I felt like I was supportive and right. I, I appreciated who I thought she was mm. up until like, listen, if a woman is getting money, I'm like, get your coins, sis, ka-ching. I love it. Right. But what you're not going to do is get your money and mm. alienate mm. the group of people who are allowing you into this culture to get your money. Because there are a lot of people that can take pictures on Instagram that are really a part of the culture. Who could be running festivals. Who could be running around with talent. Who actually have talent. So what you're not going to do is use the N-word and then get mad. Like, what's wrong? Y'all are haters? No. No. So that's, that's kind of my story of when, if there's a story that needs to be told, you know, say it eloquently. Say it with facts. Paint it as colorfully as you can, but right. tell that story. Right, right. Because it needs to be told. Well, I appreciate that. You yeah. Know, that was very helpful. And I'm sure it wasn't just helpful to me. I'm sure it'll be helpful to whoever hears this. Yeah. You know what I mean? um, so we're going to wrap that up. You're yep. listening to uh, R vs. Life. This is your boy, Clint Counsel, aka QC. I'm here with Brittany Sierra. You yep. know what I'm saying? Uh, you can find her work on places, you know, places of course, like BET, uh, TMZ, Pop Dust, and basically anything with a freaking screen. You feel me? There's a screen, there's a Brittany. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> you heard her. You heard her. All right. So feel free to check out uh, the, the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Otherwise, I holla. Bye. Now, what I tell you? Like is she is she like wild cool or is she wild cool? Like if you it don't matter what you do, like 
just listening to her speak, no matter what you do, whether you can relate to her particular line of work or not, it's just wild inspiring, B. I really hope y'all enjoyed that, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, this woman, she inspires the crap out of me, and she just makes me just grateful for living in such a robust city. So, uh, so yeah, man, shout out to her. Again, you can check on all the platforms from BET, TMZ, Pop Dust. I'm also going to leave a couple of samples of her work in the episode description. You know, uh, also, be sure to, uh, to you know, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know what I mean, for all the updates, all the links to episodes and whatnot. You know, you know we got you. All right? So, but, so I got to give y'all a rundown of some upcoming stuff. You know, uh, I told y'all last episode, I'm telling y'all getting this episode, August 25th, man, Freedom Night. Come by, partnering up with Recharge Behind the Bar, uh, Behind the Bars. It's, uh, so this event I told you last episode, but yeah, so we are addressing, you know, everybody talk about the economic implications of incarceration and mass incarceration, and that's cool, that's fire, because this is, a, that's important, but this event is going to focus more on the social and emotional implications of it, and how that can also have economic implications, but we're trying to deal with the human here, so we're trying to have people who have been through the system, we want to have people who have, who, who their line of work is to support people in these ways. So we're gonna have a panel discussion and then a group discussion about everything that these people have come across. And we're trying to normalize this discussion, man. Check us out, Gamba Forest, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, man. You know, and uh, and, and no lie, the panelists, the panelists is looking dope, man. I got uh, Joseph Robinson. You know, uh, shout out to that man. Inspiration wrote the book. Think beyond the bars. Think outside the bars. It's like a it's an entrepreneurial guide for people who've been incarcerated before, and whether whether they in the bo- whether they in the system or they're getting out of it, it's kind of like it's helping you apply these entrepreneurial practices to make the best out of the situation because we all know that once you once you go through the system the job game is different for you you know so so uh, yeah so joseph robinson he just got he did the he did the mean bit too he's going to be out there with us uh he wrote a few books he wrote books that addresses what it's like for you know let's say you're you're incarcerated and what is what happens to your relationships with people while you're in there you know and what it's like dealing with that and even when you get out so that's for just people in your life and he also has another book specifically about what it's like that same dynamic but with romantic partners you know and he's giving out free books to the first 40 guests i'm gonna see if i can get some you know uh for the for the production team of the event too man because i'm sure everybody can get some out of this so yeah he's gonna be on the panel he also you know uh, as part of some uh, very important initiatives making sure that you know our brothers and sisters is getting the support they need we got nesma shea revolutionary hip-hop artist she does a lot of work with you uh uab she's uh she's been through the system as well she also does a lot of work supporting you know youth and rikers Robert Galinsky, you know, artist. He also su- supports formerly incarcerated and youth. He's also a motivational speaker. He's also going to be uh, showing, you know, sharing some poetry. Kamali Green, he was part of the support for the Pedro Hernandez case. You know, uh, that kid, like, bro, I'm going to post that link in the description too, man. Like, the system try to, you know, really trying to get that kid. It, it was getting a lot of press. Everybody know about it. And uh, Homeboy just got out on bail. So shout out to him. Um, so yeah, that, so that's the lineup for the panelists. We're gonna have performances by No Self Foster, and, uh, straight out of Alabama, and like I said, Robert Galinsky is gonna uh, share something, and also Nesma Shea is gonna share something towards the end of the event. You know what I mean? So come by, 
you know, this event was in a was uh, uh, in collaboration with Leslie Robinson, founder and creator of Recharge Behind Beyond the Bars, which is a game that that it helps create a safe space, you know, and a fun space for people to navigate these difficult topics regarding incarceration and how that affects people. You know, there's going to be a, a link to that too because I want to make sure y'all get all this information. So it's going to be a uh, like I said, free uh, free books for the first 40 guests. And uh, shout out to Yolanda's Edible Sensation. She's going to have a libation-infused treats in the building. She's going to be out there free. Keyword, you know, we're going to have a cash bar. You know, the drinks ain't free, but the treats are. And it got libation in it. So, you know what I mean? And get you ready. Mm-hmm. Other than that, be, be sure to RSVP and, on uh, Facebook and Eventbrite. Again, look up R versus Life and R versus Life podcast on all platforms. This podcast is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and soon it's going to be on Google Play, man. Holla at me. If there's anything in particular you ever want to hear or you want to, there's somebody you think that I should have as a guest, you want to be a guest, or there's a, you know, certain resources that you think people need to know about or event people need to know about, feel free to reach out, man. If you're an artist or a small business owner or independent business owner, especially in New York City, you know, uh, you know, reach out to me. You know, we definitely, uh, I'm always open to partnerships and uh, ways to collaborate with uh, small and local, especially black-owned business owners and definitely artists. So holla at me, we can get this work, all right? So again, this is R versus Life. This is your boy Quentin Counts, AKA QC, and I holla. One, oh, again, as always, shout out to Tev9595 Labs for the for the theme music you're hearing right now. You got that work. Just look up 95 Labs on Bandcamp. They got the free instrumental albums, and they even got the more exclusive ones you can cop, but you got a starter kit for free if you need it. Alright, so once again, I holler one.